I crossed into the promised land, the land flowing with milk and honey. I was shown all the promises of God. His word was ever before me. I knew the statutes. I knew the laws. And yet, I continually looked to the cultures around me, the pagan places, the very people I was to push away. I embraced them. I held their ways in awe, revered their lives, and I envied their gods. I became like them. And then I wondered, where did my God go? Why did God forsake me? I cried out, where are my blessings? Why do I feel alone? I wondered about this as I continually interacted and participated in the pagan cultures that I knew God had called me out of. When I left Egypt, I denounced the old ways and turned my heart to follow God in his ways. And yet, in my heart, I still longed for the life of Egypt. My heart still lived in Egypt. When I came into the land that God was giving me, I told God I would follow him. And yet, I blended in with the cultures around and embraced them. I lived among them, and I was like them. God's word is still there. His words never changed, but I did. And yet, I wondered, where is God? Why has he forsaken me? He has left me to my own devices. And I wondered. Welcome to Things I Preach to Myself About Podcast. I am your host, Rich Vang, and on today's episode, we question, where is God on our journey? Sometimes in life, we journey a particular direction, and yet God sees fit to redirect our steps just before we reach what we believe to be our destination. Now, to some, this would appear to be God denying us blessings and happiness, especially in light of promises he might have made regarding those blessings. And yet we get redirected, perhaps even to the point of having to retrace our steps and causing us to think that we're going backward in life. This appears to be many of the situations that the Israelites in the Old Testament faced, and such can be the circumstances we may face in life. So why does this happen? The simplest answer is that God has plans for us and we might need to be put on his path rather than our own. And this probably happens more than we may know, but it also shows us that God is walking with us and guiding our very steps and that he wants our very best. It really shows that God is redirecting our life's journey because we're usually fighting against him by doing our own thing. God took the Israelites back into the wilderness right when they were about to enter into the promised land because of their disobedience. And well, quite honestly, they're whining. In my previous podcast and writing called Between Two Worlds, I spoke about the issues that people struggle with when they're trying to walk in two worlds, the ways of God and the ways of man. The lure of this world to fit in and enjoy the fun and excesses it has to offer is a temptation that many easily embrace, including those professing to be Christians. And yet God is clear when he tells us to choose this day whom you will serve. And despite what many modern and liberal churches may claim, 
There is no gray or middle area that is acceptable to God. In Revelation chapter 3, verses 15 and 16, Jesus says, I know your deeds, that you were neither cold nor hot. I wish that you were cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spit you out of my mouth. Now this is a bold declaration that tells us we are either walking in the ways of God or we will be rejected in the end. And that rejection is to eternal damnation. Yes, that sounds harsh, but it's a reality that we cannot afford to waffle on. I had also pointed out the struggles that the Israelites had with falling into the temptations of idol worship that the pagan people all around them would actively participate in. Now, these types of activities that the people of God would involve themselves in not only angered God, who is a jealous God, but it would also cause the loss of blessings because of their actions. You can easily see the direct correlation that I'm drawing here. In our lives, in my life, the Lord is illuminating the reality that we need to be a people who worship Yahweh God and Him alone. We can learn to identify the many idols that take away our devotion and worship from God when we take the time to look into His Word and then look around at the things that we count as important in our lives. The bottom line is that living contrary to God's commands is a losing venture. Though you may enjoy some temporal pleasures in the here and now, eternity will have a completely different result. As I also read through the accounts of the Israelites in the Old Testament, I can't help but put myself in their shoes, or sandals in this case, and wonder how my faith would hold up under those circumstances. One of the most important elements in reading and studying the scriptures is to understand the time and the culture associated with the words. Looking at the word having a 21st century lens will cause us to misunderstand key elements of teaching. We especially have the conflict of having a modernistic westernized viewpoint to begin with, and that can skew our application of the scripture's teachings and its biblical worldview. But when we understand the people and places and times that are displayed within the pages, we then see how God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Times and people may have changed in the cultures, but God's word stands forever. God's words and decrees are still applicable to us today. And yet, so many walk in this world without a thought of God, and in the same manner, even those who say they believe in God and his son Jesus, live under their own ways and means, just like most of the Israelites did. And you see where the neglect of God as Lord got them. Folks, the temptations that this world offers people today are clearly more intense more available, and more accessible than in Bible times. The advent of television, computers, and the internet has seen to it that people can readily access any form of sin they wish just with the push of a button. Yet even in biblical days, sin's lure was potent and drew many to their demise. The Apostle Paul had to write many times to the church he planted in Corinth to correct them for their worldly and pagan behaviors and practices, some of which even the pagans themselves condemned. And sadly, Paul, were he alive today, would be writing those very same words to the so-called churches today, most of them right here in America, because you literally cannot tell the difference between the church and the culture around it anymore. The command to come out from among them was not grasped by the Corinthian church, nor has that command been adhered to with many of today's churches. Flee immorality. 
Simply put, you cannot serve the flesh in the ways of this world and expect God to walk with you. Not only is the dishonoring of our bodies by fleshly lusts an abomination before God, but our willful drive to put self first in our day-to-day life is just as bad. The world embraces and even pushes open sexuality and fleshly desires just as the many pagan temples did back in biblical times. Nothing new under the sun here, folks. But neglecting God and his decrees because you want to do things your way, because it makes you happy or it feels good, is the very thing that caused God to withdraw his spirit from the people in biblical times, and that kind of punishment still happens today. Having the me-first mentality is the very issue that drove the people in Corinth to put pleasuring self as priority over God, and we see this irreverence to God and his word even among the many self-professing Christians today. Truly a sad testimony to a very lost and pathetic people that are wandering this world without knowledge of God. How do we defeat the issues of meism? How do we fight the temptations that pound at the doors of our soul day in and day out? How can we stand against the waves of worldliness and selfish desires? Before any solutions can be instituted, we must first and foremost know who God is by knowing his word. So many men and women all around the world have views and opinions as to who God is and how we should worship and follow him, yet there is only one true source that we need to focus our time and studies on, and that's the Word of God, the Holy Bible. It's in the pages there, God's inspired complete Word that gives us what we need to know God, His Son Jesus, our Savior, the redemptive work that God has laid out for us, and how we can walk through this war zone in faith that he alone will bring us to our promised land in the end. And though the scriptures appear to be deep with complexities that some may think they can't understand at first, it's important to know that our Lord has given us his spirit that will illuminate the very word to our souls and open our eyes to its truths. This we do with simple faith, like a child who trusts his parents for all things to sustain them through life. This walk might not be an easy road that is evenly paid with clearly marked signs and directions. We might be on a path that has many hills and curves. We may be on the wrong road in life and need to turn around and go back to a new starting point. We might be traveling rough roads that have caused us deep pains and sorrows for many years. We might be in a position where we're totally lost and have no point of reference where to go. What I could assuredly tell you is that the Israelites as well as many believers in Christ Jesus now, have been exactly where you might be. Each one of our current locations might be unique to us, but like the people before us who have sojourned through rough and hostile places, we can be assured that God above knows each one of us personally and knows exactly where we are and how to get us on the road that he has for us to reach the celestial city of heaven. Our roadmap is the Holy Bible, And our guide is God's Holy Spirit. We're not traveling this journey alone. We just need to trust completely in Him. We may not like some of the ways and means by which we go, but He does know the best way. He may be taking us down a particular path for a reason and a season that we need to grow. We just have to trust Him and stay focused on His Word. Like so many throughout history, we may have a tendency to think that we know better. We might want to do things our way because it brings us instant gratification. 
We may think that we know a good shortcut. We may want to experience firsthand the pleasures of this world as we're traveling through. But deviating from God's plan for our life only brings us to ruin and misery. At some point, God will let you go your own way to navigate this life. But one thing that's important to know is that you will never arrive to eternal joy in the heavenlies by your own power. You will not be able to enter into the rest for eternity by doing things your way. Only God's way will lead you to that peace and joy that he alone can offer. And only through God's way will you be able to have peace and joy during the journey there, knowing that God is in control for our best, despite what we think and see and experience. Look, the journey might be rough, difficult, confusing, and even completely different than what we thought was the better way. But we can know for certain that God will never leave you nor forsake you. He will never put you in a position that is beyond your capabilities with his help and guidance. You see, God knows you. He says in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And he also says in Luke chapter 12, verses 6 and 7, Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? And not one of them is forgotten before God. Why, even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, for you are more value than many sparrows. So I say to you folks, if God is for us, who can be against us? Therefore, we should and can take complete comfort in God's plan in our lives by trusting in the salvation work of his son Jesus, who took our place on the cross. He bore the penalty for our sins upon himself in death, and yet he rose from the dead and lives today. He defeated death for us. He sits at the right hand of God, interceding for us. Jesus said that no one comes to the Father except through the Son and that by putting our faith in Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we can be restored to a rightful relationship with God. We repent of our sins, we submit to God, we resist the devil's lure to sin, and we can walk in faith, guided by the Holy Spirit and the Word of God, all the way to the celestial city in the heavenlies. Amen. This has been Things I Preach to Myself About podcast. Again, I'm your host, Rich Vangen, and I thank you for taking the time to listen. And I hope that this is an encouragement for us that we don't need to wonder where God is because God is guiding our path as long as we continue to look to him, clinging to the hope through his son Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit and the testimony of the word of God. Amen.